Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Bear with me, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, those listening, welcome, by the way. My name is Leister, I'm your host. I am going to talk about the debt ceiling, the debt crisis, where we may be ending up going to a recession. I want to chat about it ever so briefly. I did an update, this was a couple of years ago, on the podcast here at casualtalkradio.net. I did a podcast episode about playing chicken, and I actually did a write-up on that site that I will not acknowledge that people think of as LinkedIn. I did a write-up in a podcast episode, and I was talking about how the government plays chicken with America. And I did a a previous one about a month or two ago about the catastrophe that seems to happen every time we hit this debt ceiling, and that the debt ceiling is self-imposed. Well, the president met with the Congress, heads of Congress, and came away empty-handed. What does that mean? I want everybody to understand how bad it is that they can't get on the same page and the reason they can't get on the same page. You see, on the Republican end of the spectrum, they want spending cuts. They want to cut back on excessive spend, and there's been a lot of it. On the Democrat side, they said, and this is a quote actually, we've raised this 78 times since 1960, we should just raise it again. So in their mind, no, we just need to put ourselves in more debt, it doesn't really matter. Republicans want to cut spend. Cutting spend does bear risk. Risks cutting certain services that are more social policy. So you may have heard of services that socialism supports. There is a risk of cuts to those. There's a risk of cuts to education. And we know that there's bloat in these various areas. So it's a game of chicken. It's who's going to give first. We don't have a solid answer because as it stands right now, The government is holding firm on both sides. One side wants to cut. One side wants to increase the debt. I don't know where you lean, but I would ask you to think about one thing. If you are a Republican, do you support cutting certain social services that may be designed to benefit you when you get older? It's okay if you do. I'm asking you to think about it. If you lean Democrat, I ask you to think whether it's appropriate to just spend, spend, spend willy-nilly and print money and basically saddle your kids and your grandchildren with higher prices and higher debt and ultimately where we're going to get to is lower salaries because as it's harder for those businesses to afford what they need to do, they're going to cut back in the easiest low-hanging fruit possible, which is staff. So I gave you both. Whichever side you lean, I gave you both something to think about. If you're Republican, are you okay living without those social services? If you're a Democrat, are you okay with increasing debt load on your people that haven't arrived yet and your kids and grandkids, etc.? Why am I asking that question? Because 
we seem to keep coming into the circle every single time. And it always happens when there's a split of structure, the government. The executive branch is not the same as the legislative. So when we have this split, we get this impasse and it is you who are, who are affected. It's not them. It's you. It's the everyday person and your kids and your family and possibly your jobs. Because if you work in public sector, you are at risk because the public sector depends on that money. That's the normal way of things. Shouldn't be, but that's what it is. Certain in education, like some schools are actually under public sector. So funding may be impacted. Parks, certain parks are under public sector. They may be impacted. I want you to understand it's not just two sides arguing up in the White House. This has a downstream impact on everybody, airports. So when you decide to vote, I'm, I'm talking midterms, I'm talking presidential, I don't care. Whenever you decide to vote, my call to action to you is when you're about to choose a candidate or candidates that you want to vote for, don't just vote for what you've always voted for. Vote for what you support. So it goes back to my question. If you currently lean Republican, I challenge, do you support losing social services? That may benefit you when you're older. If you lean Democrat, do you support endlessly spending and increasing debt load on your kids and grandkids for times to come and increasing the price of things? You've got to choose. I know what you're thinking. Neither are ideal options. You're correct. There was a time when we had the Libertarian Party, the Socialist Party, the Green Party, Republican, Democrat. There were more choices. The others have been muscled out because, I argue, social media came in and created a situation where the other ones don't have that voice. They still, they're still there, but they don't have the equal voice. They don't have the equal fundraising. They don't have the machine behind them as Republican and Democrat voices do. So they forced the country into these two and have been for years. We've, we've always pretty much leaned towards a two-party system. Our system was never designed for a two-party system. It's been forced into one. So I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm not telling you which way to go. I'm telling you to think about it next time you do. Because the choices people made in 2020 or why we're in the situation now. Because we created a situation where we were opportune for a split house due to dissatisfaction with the person who was put in the president's chair. And the only, I would argue, reason that the person in the president's chair was put in the president's chair is not because that person is the best for the job, but due to personal angst and anxiety over the person who left it. To me, that is not the best way to vote with your feet. It shouldn't be about the person. It should be about the policies. And you should vote for what is going to be in the best interest of you and your fellow man. Not just because you get set off because a person says things that make you angry. It doesn't matter. I don't think. I am coming from a point of frustration because we're here again arguing and putting people's livelihoods at risk and the main reason we got to this point is because at least half of America voted not because the person was the best for the job, but simply because of their frustration with the person who left it. That puts all of us at risk. It puts all of us at challenge. It makes it harder for everybody else. 
I want to emphasize that to everybody. I don't believe that we should vote that way. I believe we should vote with what is going to be in the best interest of everyone, not just for your personal emotions about a person. It doesn't matter. I don't care, frankly, on a personal level about Chuck Schumer or AOC or Joe Biden or Ted Cruz or Kevin McCarthy or Mitch McConnell. I don't care on a personal level about any of them. I, number one, care about the economy because the economy affects everybody. It doesn't matter race, creed, color, him, nor her. So I want people in the office who speak about fixing the economy. One of those fixes is our out-of-control debt, our out-of-control inflation, getting more money back into the hands of regular Americans, getting the price of goods and services back down, getting our jobs back from overseas back into the United States. These are my priorities, myself. I speak only for myself. Others could have a different priority. My point is, I want everybody to vote according to your true priority, irrespective of how you feel about the person, because it doesn't matter. If they're a straight jack-off, who cares if they're effective at what they say they're going to do and it's in alignment with what you need them to do. If they're effective at the job, the person doesn't matter. What matters is that you are taken care of in terms of what is priority for you. Your priority is going to be different than everybody else. So you may be one voice who cares about abortion rights in your state. That may be a true reality. I challenge you to consider if you truly are one voice in what it is that's priority for you, consider whether or not it makes sense to move because perhaps you're just not in the right place. If this sounds disruptive, it's supposed to because that disruptive nature is how you keep yourself moving forward and always keep eyes on the prize that you and your family matter and you have to do what's best for them, not just what necessarily makes you feel good. Sometimes what doesn't feel good actually might be in the best interest, at least in the short term. Then you get a lay of the land. See how everything's changing around you. Maybe everything's on the up and up. Maybe it's not. And once again, I stress, I'm not telling you which way to lean. I'm telling you to be more thoughtful as we get closer to 2024. How you vote should not have anything to do with whether you like the person. Nothing. It should go around your priorities and they have to speak the right priorities for you. But understand, you may be one voice in a crowded room. Consider if you're just in the wrong place and accept the reality. You can stay where you are and be one voice in a crowded room. But then when we get back to this again, where your livelihood is at risk because you held firm to your like or dislike of a person, and use that your voting pen or finger in this case to either evict someone from an office position or put somebody in who really wasn't the right fit, you have to only look at yourself and say, this is what I chose. I wanted to smile, not necessarily have a strong livelihood and be okay with that decision. But when we get back to this tug of war and it starts to affect you, I want you to really think it through. Was it really worth it at the end? That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. 
Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.